Today, our message is entitled, Walk by the Spirit, Walk by the Spirit. And this morning, I wanted to start with this question. What is sin? What is sin? Anybody want to take a jab at that one? Oh, yes? Yeah, amen. <laughs> and furthermore, sin goes even deeper than that, where even the people that I go to share the gospel with, if, if this question of sin comes, up, comes about, a lot of people think about it as doing something bad, you know, or, uh, you know, just committing a crime or stealing or things of that sort. However, sin goes even deeper where the root of sin isn't necessarily the crimes that you commit, but sin fundamentally is separation from God. If you look at Adam and Eve, what was the first thing that they did after they sinned? Yeah, they hid. They kind of ran away. And they tried to solve their problem by themselves. They sew fig leaves together and be like, we got we to gotta handle this so that we can look good before God or, you know, so that we can hide our shame because we did something bad. And who knows how the story would be if they went straight to God right after. Like, God, you know, forgive us. We messed up. Who knows what would have happened if they went straight to God. But that's the issue today, that people are living lives separated from God. And so they live in sin. Not necessarily that they did something bad, but they're living their life apart from God. So if we're living lives apart from God, whose influence are we following then? The prince of the power of the air, who is Satan working in this world. And he's influencing culture, influencing so many different people groups, you know, through, through culture and whatnot. But this is fundamentally what sin is, life apart from God. But today we see in our verse, the passage that we read, we're to walk by the Spirit. Then you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Because why? The desires of the flesh are against the spirit. The desires of the spirit are against the flesh. There's this struggle that we see, right? It says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify. But then it says, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. Isn't that crazy? So the things that you want to do, you don't do. And so we go into this struggle where the flesh and the spirit are opposed to each other and there's this internal, right, internal struggle, this internal fighting that's taking place inside of us. And the best representation of that is actually Romans chapter 7, verse 14 through 20. Uh, we'll be reading a lot today. So let's read this together. Ready? For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. 
For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. Amen. So this is Apostle's Paul, Apostle Paul's kind of struggle that he shares. And this is the struggle that the world actually goes to. Because we have this desire for perfection, but we cannot produce it. We don't want to choose depression and anxiety, but it just kind of happens. People don't want to choose being empty inside, even though they have so much, but it happens. All this stems from where? From sin. Where we no longer have a choice thinking, oh, you know, I, I choose not to follow God, but then they, they think that they have a choice now. But that's so far from the truth. So many people today are struggling. It's not an issue of law, issue of president, issue of all these things. Yes, there, they, there are some people that do cause trouble. <laughs> but the problem is so much deeper than that. And that's something that we have to be aware of when it comes to our relationship with God. God is not optional, once again. God is necessary because we're created in the image of God. And because we're created in the image of God, we, God called, created us to be with him. So our first point here, a life apart from God leads to this Life filled with the works of the flesh. So what does that look like? It's these fruits of sin, where there's sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality. And all these things are pretty physical, right? Physical issues, physical problems. And then we see idolatry, sorcery, right? And these are attempts to find something other than God, right? Trying to, it could be a thing, it could be, uh, an ideology, we can create anything when we place it higher above God to become an idol. Sorcery, people uh, that practice magic and all, all kinds of things that are related demonically, right? Shamanism and whatnot. These are spiritual issues that people are facing today, trying to live their lives apart from God. Then there's enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, Envy. All these things are relational issues. And all these things happen. You know, this is like, hey, that sounds like you're describing my work. You know, <laughs> like, I see that all the time. And then there's drunkenness, orgies, and things that are alike. And I, I, I label this as mental issues because sometimes when your brain kind of shuts down because you're like, there's no way out of this, you double down and, <laughs> and then you do worse. It's like, why not, you know? And you fall into a worse state, a deeper problem. And this is the pattern of sin. These fruits are just attacking every part of our being, from physical to spiritual to relational to even the way we think, right? Where we just kind of shut down. And what's even sadder is that the result, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
It's not that if you're struggling with this today, you don't inherit the kingdom of God. It's those who remain here. And that's the thing that we have to be aware of. God's mercy, yes, is for you today. His forgiveness is available for you today. But he wants relationship with you. He doesn't want a one-off, God forgive me, that's it. He wants to remain in your life. Because it's in that relationship with God that we start to be renewed, that we start to be a new creation in him. And we start to see naturally in this relationship the fruit of the Spirit. And it's almost like this. Like we have friends that we hang, out, hang around a lot. And the more we hang around them, we kind of pick up kind of their little tics and their little kind of behavior, right? Um, I remember, this is a story I shared before, but I remember a long time ago when they used to have outdoor education. I don't know if anybody <laughs> remembers outdoor education. So what they would do is they would take a week out of the school year and we'll go to like a cabin and be, be, in, the, be in nature, <laughs> right, in the forest. And uh, all, the, all the boys would be bunked in one huge like sleeping area. And during that time, we will always, the, I guess the catchphrase is like, oh, man, oh, man, hey, man. We would say man after everything. <laughs> that was just kind of how kids used to talk back in the day. Um, I guess nowadays it's like bet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so uh, we see, like, after I came back from this outdoor education, I remember my dad picking me up, and then I was like, hey, man. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> it felt so uncomfortable <laughs> calling my dad, hey, man. <laughs> but it was just so ingrained in me for that entire week that I just kind of came out. And that's the interesting thing about relationship and being around somebody for that long. And we have to understand relationship with God is very similar in that way. That when we actually spend time with God, getting to know him deeper, not just hearing about him, but you trying to interact with him in prayer. The more we hang around God, we start to get a bit of his character, get a bit of his love, joy, Right? Patience, all that. His peace. So that's what we're pursuing. Fruit in line with the Spirit. So love, joy, peace. We have to understand, th these are works of God. Where God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son. Only begotten Son. Because he loved us so much that whoever believes in him would have everlasting life. And through that, we have joy that comes from God and a peace that comes from God. It doesn't mean peace as in everything is going to be like peaceful physically, but despite the situation, God will give us peace to really see through the storm that we find ourselves in. Works of God. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. These are works that we start to see towards others as we are in the Spirit, as we follow the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. 
and self-control, right? Um, being able to moderate or to, you know, have some kind of, you know, uh, way to kind of control yourself. But that comes from God as well. So we start to see these new patterns take place in us. We're no longer are we bound to the ways of sin and the works of sin, but we have this new pattern, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Let's read together. Ready, go. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Amen. And that's what happened. We're no longer bound to this old pattern, but we're made into a new creation where now God, he is working in our hearts to be able to see these kind of works take place in our lives. Our third point here today, in verse 25, it says to keep in step with the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. And now it says keep in step with the Spirit. What does this mean? Um, if you go into the Greek, the, the word is stoikeo. And stoikeo means walk in line behind the leader. Line leader, right? Follow the leader. That's what keep in step with the Spirit means. Are we following Christ. If not Christ, then who are you following? That's going to be very important for you to find out. Because if it's anything other than Christ, it is bound to fail. It is bound to lead you towards the path of the works of sin. But those who follow the leader, a verse that we read in the earlier chapters of Galatians, is a disciple that follows this. Galatians 2.20. Let's read together. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. No longer do I, am I bound to sin. No longer do I need to stay in my mental state, my spiritual state, my uh, physical state. I don't have to remain in the works of sin, but now I have a path. I have hope. I don't have to remain empty anymore. I don't have to remain in suffering anymore, pain anymore. Christ is leading us towards freedom from the elementary principles of the world. And we talked about that last week, right? The law, legalism, this paganism and idolatry that's taking place all around the world. We're not bound to that culture. We're not bound to kind of all the results of that culture. We don't have to be bound to anxiety, depression, all these things that are taking place in the world, we're not bound to them anymore. We have a choice. God gives us grace. So don't turn back to sin, but know that what Christ has is greater than sin, and he gives it all according to his mercy, right? You don't have to look perfect. It's actually walking towards Christ that is so important, drawing near to him. So how can we walk by the Spirit? By drawing near to Christ. 
So let's read James 4.8. Ready, go. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. As we draw near to God, he draws near to us. That's so important in our walk with God. And we have to address then the root issue. The root issue we talked about is separation from God, right? This, the result of sin, right? Sin leading to separation, leading to being led by Satan in this world. It's not that we want to do evil or we're doing evil, that's why we're, you know, a child of Satan, but rather we're following his narrative for our lives, which is a direction towards destruction. We saw the, the works of sin, right? That's destruction. But as we draw near to Christ, he draws near to us because he loves us. And in that love, we're able to then overcome a lot of the things that we struggle with, overcome the emptiness, overcome uh, what so many people around us are struggling with today. So how do we address this root problem of sin? It comes through worship, right? By holding on to the word that we receive, letting those things become our prayers. And when we start to see answers from our prayers, that leads to evangelism. Evangelism isn't having like some kind of evangelistic training to you know, give a certain presentation. Like It can be that. But simply, evangelism is someone that has seen and simply becoming a witness of what they have seen as they held on to God's word. And all this, we have to understand, is a process. Once again, you are a new creation. But this is a process. A lot of people, they're so impatient today. We call it, what, microwave age, right? We call this the microwave age because we want things instantly. We want things now. And this is a process. Relationships take time. A lot of things that are important actually take time. And we have to understand that. And in God's perfect time, there is going to be you know, fruit that comes from that, which is from the Spirit that we read about. And these are works that we will see as a church. So we read this already. So as we walk by the Spirit, let us really enjoy the fruits that come from His Spirit. And that's so important for us to come and be a witness about and witness to. That's what it means to walk by the Spirit. It's not being perfect. It's not being like having all your you know, I's dotted and T's crossed. But are you drawing near to Him? Or are you very far away from God today? Because that's going to be the difference between finding answers and remaining empty. What God wants for you to see today is not just another sermon, but he wants you to see his word being fulfilled in your life. He wants you to see the fulfillment of that word. He wants to see this word today that you're hearing right now taking place in your life this week. This is something that as we hold on to, God will make evident 
Because his word does not return empty. 